Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I am super excited. We have an amazing show tonight. Um, we go, we go dive into some stuff tonight. We're going to be talking about, um, Kanye Kyrie and how Hebrew Israelite-ism has become mainstream. It's, it's being pushed in the mainstream. Um, I think this show is going to be, um, very edifying and challenging for, um, many of our listeners, um, and really, my, my goal tonight, <clears throat> after, um, as a result of this show, is to encourage um, you to, to dig deeper in the scriptures, to seek after Christ, to know Christ, um, and, and come into the knowledge of the truth of who he is. And so tonight, we have an amazing show. I have a, a special guest um, that I'm going to be bringing on here shortly, but I have a couple of announcements. Um, as many of you guys know, um, we just planted a church um, a little over a year ago, Path of Revelation Church. Our first official public gathering was October 8th. Um, we will be gathering this um, this Saturday at 7 p.m., I'm going to just put that on the screen real quick as I'm working through everything, just trying to get this computer together. <laughs> but um, I- I'm excited about what the Lord is, what the Lord is doing, because we have seen such an awesome move of God in our midst. And really, at the end of the day, we just want to see Christ glorified, man. We want to see Jesus exalted in all the earth and in people's lives and lives transformed by the by the power of God. So listen, come out, worship with us this Saturday. Gather with us this Saturday. Um, um, we're going to be meeting at 7 p.m. at 2950 Hilton Road, Ferndale, Michigan. And our goal right now, um, from now until the year is out, we're going to be meeting every second and fourth Saturday. So our next gathering, I believe, is going to be on the 26th, I believe, of this month. And we're going to do something a little different in December. We're going to meet the second Saturday in December, which I believe is December 10th. But instead of meeting on the fourth Saturday, which would be Christmas Eve, we're actually going to gather December 31st to have a, a end of the uh, year gathering a time of reflection and prayer. Um, we're going to break bread together. We're going to take communion together. And listen, really, at the end of the day, my heart and my goal is to see lives transformed by the power of God. And so listen, come worship with us. We are excited about what the Lord is doing. Amen, 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 amen. Listen, um... Yeah, man, I got some new music coming as well. I'm excited about that. Um, it's been a minute. Um, it's been a lot of a lot happening, and as some of you can probably imagine, imagine planning a church while you're working a full time job doesn't leave much time for many other things. Um, but I, I have been working on some new music. I got some new music on the way. I'm excited about that as well. But listen. Um, I want to prepare to bring my brother on who 
um, has been such a blessing to my life. Um, this brother has is, is a faithful uh, servant. Um, he loves the body of Christ. He loves people um, from street ministry to um, being an, a, a true defender of God's word, proclaiming truth. Um, he is a pastor. He's an apologist. He's a father. He's a husband. He's many things. And I'm honored to call him friends. So I want to introduce none other than my brother, pastor and apologist, Desmond Ingram. What's up, my guy? What's, What's up, going, man? What's going on, man? What's going on with What's you? That, you know, that introduction, bro, I, I, I can't live into that, man. I can't live into that. Hey man, hey, I'm I'm excited to have you, man. We 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 got some things to talk about tonight, man. We got a couple of things to talk about tonight, man. And, and listen, man, um, this this uh, why I'm excited to have you, man. Um, and I always say this, man. I, I have to have you on the show more. Um, you know, I try to get you on whenever I can because you're just. Um, you have such a wealth of knowledge. And what I really admire about you is in all of the knowledge and that you have obtained, you're humble. You remain humble. And um, I really I really pride myself in, in attaching and associating myself with people like you um, because it helps me stay grounded. Man, we all need accountability. We all need solid people in our lives. And I can truly say that you're one of those people, man, that I can pick up the phone and call and ask to pray for me or or, or just hear me out. Um, you're one of those guys for sure, man. And, and so, I'm, man, I'm excited to have you tonight, man. man I'm excited, you know, to, man. To God be the glory, man. Uh, like you said, man, you know, I look at you as a brother in the Lord, man, as you are. You know, your reputation being A1 since... I'm talking about 10 years. I remember my boy, our boy, uh, Jay Glenn, Juwan Glenn, shout out to him. Talking about, man, you got to meet Gabe. You know what I'm saying? So your reputation always Brother, man. Absolutely. So this ain't Brother. nothing that, you know, uh, just right now in the moment. Like, no, this has been years. And that's why uh, when you read that first Timothy chapter three, talking about the qualifications as an overseer, you fit that, my brother. So. Yes. Praise God, man. So so before we hop into the topic tonight, we're going to be discussing how um, how celebrities such as Kyrie and Kanye are being used to push HBI theology mainstream. Before we hop into that, man, what, what's new with you, man? I know you just recently um, stepped into a pastoral role. And honestly, man, I think you've been functioning in a pastoral role for a couple of years now, but you just have an official title now or whatever, you know. Of, so, a little piece of paper, brother. Just a little piece of paper. Just a little piece of paper. Just it. Just a little piece of paper. <laughs> so, so what's new, man? Where are you? Where are you um, serving at now? Like, what's what's new? um in your life man in this phase of your life yeah man right now man, i'm doing a residency man uh, so you know that may look like uh, maybe two to three years we're not too sure yet but doing a residency man under uh pastor ken neither man so uh just a great man of god doing great things uh in the city of southfield um you know just got just bought a house i won't i won't let dudes know where i live at but <laughs> but it's just <laughs> 
But uh, just bought a house, man. God is good. I'm just trying to grow. Just trying to grow. Got so many ideas that me and you were discussing um, even for, for next spring, next summer, get out here and do some more evangelism because even with the topic that we're dealing with tonight, um, it's going to take more evangelism by the body of Christ, especially here in the city of Detroit, man, to put in some work. So, man, God has been blessing, man. There's so much I can I can say, man, but uh, he is truly faithful. He's truly faithful. That's awesome, man. Well, that's that's amazing, man. I, I don't want to delay the time. I know we burn in some of the midnight oil and um, I know it's pretty late. Um, but what we're probably going to end up doing anyway, we're probably going to end up rebroadcasting this live tomorrow at an earlier time. But um, I didn't want to wait till the to try to record this on the weekend or another date. I feel like this was a topic that needs to be addressed right now. So we're going to address this right now. Um, and so how celebrities such as Kyrie and Kanye are being used to push Hebrew Israelite theology. Um, as many of you guys know, um, I think, I think it, it has been Hebrew Israelite. First and foremost, not all um, Hebrew Israelites believe the exact same things. So I, I want to, I want to throw that out there. I don't want to paint with a broad brush but there are commonalities across all the camps and um, even um, going back even prior before Kanye West came out and, and on the drink um, champs interview, actually on the first drink champs interview that he was on, he mentioned us being a black people being descendants of the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, and, and he, he mentioned it very vaguely, but the second time he was on the drink champs, it seems like it stuck and it caught more traction, um, based off of how he was talking. Um, and I, I would even say even before him, we've seen different celebrities come out saying, um, and alluding to black people being the true Jews or Hebrews, um, people like Carmelo Anthony, um, Amari Stoudemire. Um, I mean, the list can go on of different celebrities, but as of recent, it has at the forefront of um, celebrities who have been being used as a billboard for um, Hebrew Israelite theology. It's been Kanye mm -hmm. and Car Kyrie, and a big um, part of that has been um how they have been being labeled as anti-semitic um kanye went on to the drink champs interview and made some very uh strong comments concerning um jews and how um you know they run media and how they help poison the black community and all of these different things and he started receiving backlash and then kyrie irvin recently shared um the documentary um, um uh, hebrews to negroes um which is on amazon and he's experiencing extreme backlash um in the nba right now he's been suspended from the brooklyn nets um he's been dropped by nike um 
and his suspension, Kyrie Irving's suspension, um, is supposed to be five games. But what they did was, and I'm not sure if you saw this, Des, they they created a list of things that he has to do before he can even come back. And 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 w- before getting into the whole Hebrew Israelite thing, I actually think that I got my thoughts on that. And, and I think I think how he's being done is wrong. Um, I do. I think he's it's being done wrong. Um, he shared the he shared the documentary um, and he didn't give his thoughts on the documentary. He just shared the documentary and, and they labeled him anti-Semitic. And one of my biggest problems with how, the backlash that he's receiving, um, and this is with me being fair, just being fair and unbiased across the board, um, is um, you have different athletes and artists who promote murder and genocide um, in the black community all day. And you have different races, such as the Jewish community and different ones who profit off of the black community producing toxic, poisonous content and nobody bats an eye. You know what I'm saying? But he shared a DVD or or a documentary that he didn't even share his thoughts on. And now he's suspended. And so I, I just think it's hypocritical. Um, I think it's wrong. Um, but in, in light of all of that, we see a lot of Hebrew Israelites using Kanye West and Kyrie Irving and their situations as the poster child to say, hey, this is a great awakening. We're, we're, it's a great awakening. Like, like what, what, what are your thoughts on that, Des? I think you frozen, bro. You might have to go out and come back in. With well, Dez is frozen right now. Um, oh, I think I heard something. We'll give him time to get his his situation fixed. But um, yeah, so we we see we see this. Go ahead, you back. All right, I'm back now. I'm back now. I don't know. So, what so, no, it's all good. So, so, what, what are you? What are some of your thoughts right now, so far as you see um, the news coming out? Like, like, even um, I was on IUICs, and for you, some of you guys who don't know who that is, IUIC is a Hebrew Israelite camp. They're the ones who dress in in purple, um, and they're everywhere. Um, but I went on their Facebook page, bro, and they're, they literally have flyers <laughs> with with Kyrie Irving's picture and Kanye West's picture on there with their logo on there. So, like, what what are some of your initial thoughts as you see um, the responses of the camps, the Hebrew Israelite camps, as well as um, people's responses to the news and people being intrigued and, and wanting to discover who they really are. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot, man. Um, I think first and foremost, people have to understand the camps like IUIC, for example, they're a propaganda machine. So they're going to, they're going to get their hands on whatever they can 
to say like, look, this is what we've been talking about. This is the great awakening, right? Um, also to your point, I, I do, to be fair, I do believe Kyrie's been done wrong because he just initially, I mean, all he did was posted a photo of what he was uh, watching, I guess, right? But this is the thing. Now this can hurt their awakening or it can help them. Um, I think it has hurt them in a sense where you have people on the outside beginning to say, okay, is this what this is? Because now you have people going on YouTube and the first thing they see is an IUIC, they see a Sakari, they see a GMS, they see like the main four camps, ISUBK, things of that sort. And they see, um, I let's just be honest, this racist doctrine, this hateful doctrine, this demonic doctrine on the forefront, right? But then also you see where a lot of people are now paying attention. And I got friends and family, man. They hit me up like, hey, Dez, you got that, you got that, uh, you got, you got the link for that, uh, that, that documentary. I'm like, mm. no, I ain't got it. I'm not even gonna tell you where to find it, even though you can simply find it. Because I don't want to contribute until you find out some heresy, right? And these are people that have not opened up the Bible in 10 years. You know, people, people you invite to Bible study, you invite them to church. I'm um, straight on it. But as soon as something like this happens, they're so quick to say, like, we might be the people to book. Right. But how is that when you don't even you don't even open up your scriptures? You don't even want to come to a prayer service. You don't want to engage in a Bible study. But now all of a sudden you watch something and now you believe that you have been enlightened. But I believe that's what, where the Bible talks about. I believe it's uh what is it? First uh, Timothy uh, chapter four, verse one. And it talks about uh, Paul tells us about but, you know, uh, people will depart from the faith, right? And heed to doctrines of demons and have an itching of the years. That's yeah. what it's about, man. And so um, I, I, I think, you know, it, it's hurting them, but it's helping them more because now they're using it and they're saying like, look, this is what we're talking about. This has to be the great awakening. And I think as Christians, we have to be careful. When we see something that is being done wrong, we have to admit it's being done wrong. Because when we right. just sit there and say, like, oh, well, it's really not that bad, even though it is, that actually gives more fuel to the fire where now the, now the camps may say, look, this is why you don't need to join the, the, the white man's religion, Christianity, because they can't even be honest. Mm. And I think the way that we diffuse a lot of these things, if we're just honest about what's really going on in society. But I also have to be honest and tell folks like, yeah, Kyrie may be done wrong, but at the same time, uh, the Hebrew Israelite movement um, as a, I don't say as a whole, I want to do a broad brush because I want to be clear. I do believe there are black Jews. I believe there's black Jews. I believe there's Asian Jews. I believe there's white Jews. I know somebody probably chopped that up and put it somewhere else, but I believe, uh, you know, you got Jews, <laughs> you know, you know how they do. No, they do. Um, I believe there's all type of Jews, right? But at the end of the day, for me to sit there and, and say, like, listen, you know, it's okay to be a part of the Hebrew Israelite doctrine, the mainstream doctrine that we see the camps uh, promoting, you know, is demonic. And I will never back down from that. It is demonic teaching. Okay, for sure. And, we, and we're going to jump into why, why. And, and I think, you know, one of the questions I want to ask you is like when we hear terms like, hey, this is a part of the Great Awakening, when uh, our people are starting to realize who they are, what do they mean when they say um, this is a part of the Great Awakening? Um, yeah. and, and, and is the Great Awakening biblical? 
So let's start off. Let, that's a, I guess it's a two part question I'm asking you. Um, what do most Hebrew Israelite camps and even Hebrew Israelite roots people mean when they say, hey, there's a great awakening or this is a part of the great awakening? What do they mean? Yeah. So typically when they're talking about this is part of the great awakening, they believe that uh, blacks, uh, Hispanics and Native Americans, if you're going to take the one West doctrine, the belief that now they're they're uh, waking up to the realization that they're Israel because they believe that due to the curses of Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 15 through 68, um, you know, they're experiencing these curses. Right. And this is why minorities in this country, they're going through the things that they're going through. Right. But a few things you got to realize about Deuteronomy 28, this is a, what we call a bilateral lateral covenant, right? So if you do this, then this will happen to you. If you don't do this, then this won't, this will happen to you, right? Um, nowhere in uh, Deuteronomy 28, and I just want to clarify, nowhere in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 would you find in the curses where it says you will lose your identity. You won't find mm, it. Say that fact, again. Yeah, say that nowhere, again. Nowhere in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 68, where you see a verse that says you will lose your identity. Now, some may use Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 37, that talks about you shall be a byword, right? But when you read the scripture, I believe in 2 Kings, and I believe it's also in Jeremiah, that talks about the byword. Like, scripture literally tells us what the byword is. You know, the byword is literally like this group of people, knowing who Israel is, right? Uh, these people have disobeyed God. That's the byword. The byword, excuse me, you know, my language, but the byword is not nigger, is not uh, being called black or Hispanic or Native American. Like, that's the Bible. So we have to use the scriptures, right? So getting back to the original question. So they believe that's the awakening to wake up to uh, who they truly are as Israel. Now, the question, is it biblical? There's two things that we see in scripture about waking up and all that type of things, uh, that type of stuff. Does Israel wake up? Is there something like an awakening? Well, when you read uh, Romans chapter 11, I believe it's verse four, Paul talks about a remnant of Israel, you know, waking up, so to speak, but waking up to what? Waking up to know that Jesus Christ is the Messiah that was sent to Israel for salvation, that Israel may participate in the salvation that was given. Because remember what the Bible tells us, and, and I just want to dispel some things. Was the oracles given to Israel? Of course. Was the law given to Israel? Of course. Was the promises given to Israel? Of course. Of course. No, but you know why about that? Yeah, we're not, we can't lie about that. But you know why? Why? Why was that? Because when we read like Exodus chapter nineteen, when it talks about how God had made Israel a holy nation, right? To yeah. be a light to the nations. Come on. So now. that the, so if Israel is obedient to Yahweh, keeping the covenants, keeping the law, statutes, and commandments of Yahweh that He is giving to them on Sinai, then the nations will say, like, oh my gosh, y'all are flourishing. Because remember of Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 15, that God will give a blessing to the land of, of Israel. If they mm. obey God, that if they're alike to the nations, the nations are going to say, we want to serve Yahweh. But Come due on. to Israel's disobedience, what happens? They can't keep the law. They can't be faithful to Yahweh. But who is the true Israel? The true Israel that we need to look for is Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ is the one who has kept the law, statutes and commandments that was given to Yah uh, that was given on Mount Sinai. 
Jesus Christ is the one who has walked faithfully. Jesus has done everything that Israel couldn't do because Jesus is faithful. So if yeah. Israel's going to wake up, Israel, according to scripture, Romans chapter 11, they're going to wake up to knowing that Jesus Christ is the true Messiah of Israel. Mm. Now, now to the last point also, um, what about this uh, great awakening or great awakening or deception? Well, the Bible also tells about deception as well. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse nine through 12. It talks about now. I don't believe this is fully what we're seeing right now in the scope of eschatology, but I do believe that we see bits and pieces of it. Okay, that okay. that that we do see deception happening. Right? There's a great falling away. People who said they love the Lord, they were Christian, they were uh, musicians, they were teachers, apologists, whatever. Now they're falling away. This, this deception that's carnal, right? That's arrogant as well. So that's what's happening. Um, and, I, and I will say this and, I, and I'll shut my mouth. We see two great awakenings in American history. Technically, you have four. Okay. The, the second one that was called the Great Awakening, you had a revival amongst evangelicals. But you know what also came in the door as well? Uh, we, we see Mormonism was a part mm. of that Great Awakening. Where you had people here in America talking about this is a great awakening. Mormonism mm. was a great awakening. Then you see in the third great awakening in American history. Man, you do you know what came along with that? Jehovah Witness doctrine. Jehovah Witnesses, the cult, excuse me. We seen the uh what is it? Uh theosophy. Okay. Theosophy um is is a part of the great awakening. Uh so we see all of these things. I shout out to Rabbi, man. Love that dude right there, man. Y'all check him out. Uh, Radar Apologetics, man. Dude, dude be putting in work, man. Dude, That's what's up, work. man. Love um, um, So you see all of these things where, you know, you have had a group of people talking about it's a great awakening, but reality is it's deception. And so right now we talking crazy. People talk about, man, y'all cooning. Y'all cooning for the white, man. Y'all cooning for Christianity. Y'all leaning the truth. But guess what's going to happen? 20, 30 years from now? We're going to look back in history and we're going to say, man, that was a, that was the fifth great awakening. Right. And we're going to say that was really deception. That's why I tell people, man, don't get caught up in what's going on, man. That's why you got to know your Bible and we got to keep preaching the gospel. Absolutely. There's there's biblically there are only two awakenings that we see biblically. Right. Um, under under the new covenant, there is two awakenings that we see. The first one is when a man realizes that he's dead in his sins and made alive by placing faith in Jesus and made alive by the spirit. That's an awakening. <laughs> when you realize, man, I'm a sinner. <laughs> the Bible says all have sinned and uh, fallen short of the glory of God. And so, um, the second awakening is when the dead in Christ rise first. The Bible says when he comes with a, uh, a voice of an archangel, mm -hmm. it says the dead in Christ, those who are asleep, because believers don't die. We just go to sleep. <laughs> it says that the dead and those who are asleep or the dead in Christ will rise first. And so, um, Des, you think we got 20, 30 years? <laughs> Who knows? Know. 
Who knows? We can have another hundred. I don't know. We can have another hundred. Even if we got another hundred, we still gotta be faithful, man. And shout out to my man. I love that dude right there who asked that question. Yeah, that's what's up. (laughs) Yeah, who knows, man? Because a a day to the Lord is a as a as a thousand. What you know? I'm saying it's like a thousand years. It's like a thousand years. So like our time, our time, our time is not even the same as the lord's man um his thoughts are much more higher than ours and um yashir said do you mean have any do you men have any black consciousness man i don't know what you mean by that man my mind is changed by the gospel man i'm not sure what you mean but uh yeah Yeah, i I don't you got to expound on that but but i would say man the whole great awakening i think anything that's referred to the truth outside of pointing to jesus is problematic (laughs) so you mean to tell me it doesn't what's alarming is is we use people like kanye right and kyrie to as billboards of oh people are waking up to the truth right And that is simply off of them saying, we are the people of the book. We are the true Jews. We are the Hebrews, right? That's where we're making this assertion off of, right? Why is that problematic? We don't know what they believe about Jesus. We We don't know what they believe about his deity. We don't know what they believe about his death, burial, and resurrection. We don't know what they believe about the triune nature of God. We don't know what they believe. All we know is, hey, black people, we, we're the people of the book. Oh, there's a great awakening. The more people that are realizing that we are Hebrews, oh, they're coming into truth. But my Bible says, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to Yah or God the Father, but by me. And so you mean to tell me that people are awakening just by realizing they're Hebrews? That's if they're really Hebrews. That's a whole nother show. Red flag. I wore, I didn't even mean to wear a red hoodie, but just imagine this is a red flag. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, this is just some common sense things. Um, Kyrie, like last week, was just Nation of Islam, or he was practicing, uh, was it Ramadan this year, fasting to Allah. Did, did Kyrie repent of that? Has he repented of that? Kyrie, Kyrie practices multiple religions. He doesn't just practice one religion. And he said that in his tweet. He said that, yeah. But, yeah. but people called him like, he think he is real, but he's worshiping other gods. He's intrigued by other gods. He's breaking the law. He's a lawbreaker. What y'all gonna do about that? Now with Kanye, two weeks ago, exactly, Radar, apologies, exactly. We are in dark times. Um, when you look at Kanye two weeks ago, y'all was calling him a cone because he said white lives matter. So in the so in the one West context, you know what he said? Esau's lives matters. And he didn't repent of it. He didn't repent of it. But y'all, but as long as he said he is, he's Israel, we don't even know how he views about the 613 laws. 
We don't even know how he views the Mosaic law. We don't. But as soon as someone says that they're Israel, a lot of people say, look, it's the Great Awakening. Man, I, I think that is hypocritical. Very hypocritical because the Bible alludes to that. We need to line a person up according to what the word of God says. Right. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. It is some dark times. Yeah, I, I think that anytime I hear a Great Awakening that's not associated with people coming into the knowledge of putting their trust in Jesus, it is a red flag. Mm. Tremaine said, but isn't the end times about Israel? About the church. It's about, it's the, about church. the church. And, I, and that's a whole nother conversation, but I would I would recommend anyone to read uh, Ephesians chapter two and chapter three as well. And now we see that we are co-heirs, Jew and Gentile, co-heirs in the body of Christ, that that makes it the church. Um, but yeah. You know what, too, bro? I, I really want to um, touch on really quickly is there we, we have to understand something, man. I think that understanding what it means for to be chosen. Right. Yeah. You know, everybody talks about, oh, Israel is chosen. Um Israel was favored. Of course, we know all of that. Amen to that. But I think that when we talk about Israel being chosen and favored above other nations, um, I think where people get off is, especially a lot of Hebrew Israelite movements and roots people, is they strive to interpret scripture through an Old Testament lens. And, and and hear me good and, and this is my goal isn't to troll or try to ruffle any feathers when I say this it is dangerous interpreting all of scripture through an Old Testament lens and one of the reasons why one of the scriptures I want to go to is Ephesians 3 I'm going to mm -hmm. just pull it up here on the screen for you guys we'll do a, a, a screen share we're going to talk about why um interpreting scripture through an old testament lens can be so problematic or dangerous um and and a lot of people will say what's wrong with that why shouldn't isn't all scripture <clears throat> Uh, profitable for 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 doctrine and and all of that stuff. Absolutely, we believe the whole book. But when we look at Ephesians um, chapter three, I want to read. I'm going to read through ver from verse three through um, verse three through six. It says, matter of fact, we just go start from verse one. We go read through verse six. This is Apostle Paul writing, right? Um, and he starts off by saying this, for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you. Catch this. Here it is. Verse three, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation as I have written briefly 
When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ. Here it is. Verse five, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations. As it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. Now, listen, you mean to tell me there's a mystery in Christ that wasn't revealed to Moses, to David, to Eli, to the prophets of old, but is now being revealed to me and the holy apostles and the prophets by the spirit? Verse six, here it is. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. That's right. I want to go to one more scripture. Here this. And again, we're sticking with the point. Why is why is dangerous to interpret? all of scripture with an Old Testament lens. Um, a lot of people don't believe in progressive revelation. But if revelation isn't progressive, there would not have been a need for a, a new covenant. <laughs> right? There would not have been a need for a new covenant. And so the next scripture I want to go to is found in 1 Corinthians 1. We just go do it like this, 24 through 26, to make it simple. And this is Apostle Paul writing again. First, um, well, Colossians 1, 24 through 26, it says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. For the sake of his body, that is the church. There it is. That goes to your point. The church in response to Tremaine, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God. Here it is to make the word of God fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. Why am I saying all of this? Why am I saying all of this? Hear me good. We see that the law and the prophets are a foreshadowing and Christ is the substance, the Sabbath foreshadowing new moons festivals all of these are foreshadows foreshadowing of the substance who is christ he who is to come israel be israel was only favored and chosen because of jesus what makes israel so special in in a nutshell jesus if you don't believe it read galatians 3 <laughs> Matter of fact, read all the Galatians, read Hebrews, read all of that. Um, and I'm going to make this one point, Des. Yeah. You don't look at a shadow 
to see the full description of a person. You know what you look at to see the full description of a person? Mm. You look at the person. No. <laughs> it, you don't look at my shadow to see the color of my eyes. Sure. You don't look at my shadow to see the color of my beard. My, sh my shadow will, may show my shape. It may show certain fig certain attributes of me. But, but the shadow is limited in what it's going to show you about me. And in the Old Testament, is full of types and shadows. And so when you try to make sense of all of scripture through types and shadows, you miss the substance. Because the substance gives context to the shadows. And so I want to be clear. I'm trying to speak in layman's terms so, so people... So the listeners can get it. But go ahead, Des. Yeah, I mean, Paul alludes to it in uh, in Romans where he, he's basically saying, like, listen, Israel, I, the, the, the reason why God has not uh, taken away his covenant from you, not because of you, but because he made that covenant with their forefathers. So basically it's predicated on God's promise because God can't lie. If if I'm looking towards Israel as the standard, and this is not to bash Israel, because I believe we believe scripture believes that there are Israelites. I mean, look at Paul, look at the apostles. Right. Um, the, there's a remnant. Right. Who believe who's going to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. So this is not to bash Israel at all, but right. it's to focus on and highlight Jesus Christ, the Messiah, because yeah. if, you, if you simply read the end of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 30, right? The Lord literally says, but I know for a fact Israel is going to uh, go to uh, other gods and they're going to break the covenant. To the point when you read Judges, right? You look at uh, chapter six and I believe you even look at seven. There's literally a time where Israel is going in and out of captivities because of Israel's disobedience. To the point where in Jeremiah 31, the Lord says, listen, I have to make a new covenant because you guys have broken it. And it's not going to be like the covenant that I made with your forefathers where coming out of Egypt. So this has to be a whole new covenant. That's a whole nother discussion. But I, I want to really, uh, really focus in on this. Jesus talks about this. I believe it's in um, John chapter eight, if I'm not mistaken. And he said, he said, I know for a fact that you are uh, you are Abraham's children. So Jesus is recognizing that these uh, Jews that he's talking to, these Pharisees, the scribes that he's talking to, y'all are y'all are truly Abraham's children, y'all bloodline. He said, but guess what? Y'all like your father. They said we have not been born of fornication. He said, no, no, or sexual morality. He said, no, no, you missed the point. He said, you are like your father, the devil. He said, because my word has no place in you. So you can be Israel all day, but if you are denying what the scripture says, if you are denying uh, what has been revealed through Christ Jesus, it means absolutely nothing. The Bible also tells us in John chapter one, I believe it's uh, verse 13, if I'm not mistaken, it tells us that John tells us this. He said, uh, for he came to his own and his own received him not. Right. And this is not about uh, blood by the will of man, by, nor by blood, 
right? But by the will of God. So right there, scripture is telling you, this isn't about blood. The only blood that we need to be caught upon is the blood that was shed for the sins of not just of Israel, but the whole entire world. So, so yeah. No, uh, what you, what you're, what you're spitting is facts, bro. Uh, uh, I think it's very problematic and really, really when, 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 when people assert a great awakening to themselves or black people realizing that they are Israel and, and, and really, um, it's, I have no problem. And I want to say this. I have no problem with someone thinking they're an Israelite. Um, yeah. I have no problem with it. If you think you're an Israelite, cool. My problem is when that is exalted and elevated above the gospel of Jesus Christ. When that is referred to as coming into the truth. Really, really, Pastor Des, it's really idolatry. It's really idolatry. Um, and, and as what scripture refers to having confidence in the flesh, right? Um, oh, I, I'm, 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 I'm Israel or we're, we're law keepers and things of that nature. Like, do you realize what, what, what you're, uh, what the claims you're making? Like no one would put themselves under the old covenant because no one was able to keep it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Perfectly, the, the perfect requirements. And even the sacrifices under the old covenant were only temporary. That's right. They could only um, satisfy um, the wrath of God only so much. It was until the perfect sacrifice. Who is Christ, right? And, and here's something that Paul, a Hebrew of Hebrews said. I want to look at Colossians real quick. Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to start at um, verse 3. And we're going to read. Um, we just go read um, to like verse 9. But this is Apostle Paul um Right, talking about righteousness through faith in Christ, but this is what he says about his Hebrew um, nationality and ethnicity and, and heritage. This is what he says in light of the gospel, and 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 I'm giving you context. He says, "For we are the circumcision <laughs> who worship by the Spirit of God." Mm. Come on, that, that's new covenant. And glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. He's like, look, if anybody can boast in their flesh, I should be the one. Paul was the man amongst Hebrews prior to his conversion. He was the man. He's like, if anyone has the right to boast is me. He says, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Yeah. Ain't nobody more Hebrew than me, is what he's saying. He says, circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, 
as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to or persecutor of Christians. That sounds real familiar. There's <laughs> a lot of people bashing Christians in the church today. A persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law. Y'all catch that? Blameless. He says, but whatever. Here's the here's the here's the putting it all in perspective. But whatever gain I had, what is the gain he's talking about? What is the gain? He just he just he just listed all the gain. Hebrew of Hebrews, tribe of Benjamin, eighth day, circumcised the eighth day. He says, whatever gain I had, he says I counted loss. For the sake of Christ. So in other words, all this great awakening and stuff, I count it loss for the sake of Christ. He says, indeed, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and counted them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. That's right. In the King James, it says, I count it but done. He says, I count all of these, all of these things, all my heritage, Hebrews of Hebrews, um, all my nationality, all my, my track record amongst the Hebrew community, all of this stuff. He says, in comparison to Christ, I count it as boo-boo. Right. He says, I count it as done. And so y'all want me, y'all want us to believe that because people are starting to come or believe that they are Hebrews, that they are a part of a great awakening. They are a part of idolatry. The same way y'all say we are worshiping Christmas trees and stuff. No, y'all jokers are worshiping y'all ethnicity. Y'all are worshiping um, y'all lineage. Y'all are worshiping things that are not rooted in Christ. You guys have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. You, you guys need to repent and believe on the biblical Christ. Plain yeah. and simple. And, and, I, and I think even to your point, um, <laughs> if you look at if, if you look at this, um, even with the camps, for example, like IUIC, when they were here in Detroit with their uh, some of the declaration, I forget what it was, uh, Detroit Declaration. The main point, one of the main points that they were talking about was that they were gods, according to Psalm 82, right? And, it, and I can go through that whole thing and show you how they butchered that. But it just shows you that um, just being legalistic isn't enough. It, it's, it's having an identity with Israel and having an identity in Israel isn't enough. It's pursuing godhood. This is what a lot of the camps teach us, right? And so what's happening is you have this thirst for not just righteousness, no, this is just for arrogance. And this isn't for everybody who claims to be Israel. Like I said, once again, me and Pastor Gabe believes, man, you, you got all type of Jews. You got black Jews. You got all type of Jews, right? If anyone wants to be proselytized and just let a culture, look, you don't even have to identify with curses because the Bible tells us, according to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 33, it says, For the Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked. Right. So why would you blood. want to identify yourself by a curse? Why? Exactly. When the Bible tells us, according to Galatians chapter three, verse 13, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, <clears throat> that we now may participate in the blessing of Abraham. 
it's not biblical to be identified with the community. So let me let me ask you this, bro. So that this brings me to the next question. <clears throat> What's more important? Being a Jew outwardly or inwardly? Being one inwardly. Being one inwardly. Now you now people can't interpret this in two ways, right? So you can interpret this as spiritual Israel, right? Or you can look at this as someone who is an uh, ethnic Jew, but they, but but when you look at what Jesus is talking about in John chapter eight, I believe it is when he's talking about, yeah, I know that ethnically, uh, even bloodline that you are a Jew, but you deny me, then you're really a child of the devil, right? Paul here, so Paul here is saying like the true Jew is not the one outward. Right. The one who keeps all the customs and the feast days and Sabbath days. If you, I would challenge anyone to read Isaiah chapter one and see how Yah feels about those who keep the Sabbath days and those things, but treat people like crap. You know, mm. he, he can care less about your feast days and Sabbath days. Jesus even right. talked about how uh, for you ignore the uh, weightier matters of the law. Right. That love, that justice, all that type of things. But anyways, uh, so Paul is saying, like, no, the one who truly is a Jew, right, is the one who is innerly a Jew. How? By being circumcised by the heart, by by what? Circumcised in the heart by the spirits, by the Holy Spirit. That's the Jew. That's the true Jew. Right. So you can keep all these things. But if you're trying to hold to uh, a, a, a ethnicity and you're trying to hold to uh, the letter, the Bible tells us that the letter being the law is a ministry of death, according to Second Corinthians, chapter three, verse seven through nine. Right. So yeah. it's not about it's not it's not about the things that you do. outwardly. matter of fact, if you can bring up um, Matthew, chapter twenty three. Verse 27, I really want to uh, hold on to, uh, I want to really show this real quick. And I'll come back to this Romans verse, but you said Matthew chapter 23, mm -hmm. verse 27. Verse 27. And this is Jesus talking. He says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and uncleanness. That's what it is. When you want to hold to be in Israel so much, but you deny sound doctrine, you treat people horrible on the street corners, you're arrogant, you deny the deity of Christ, you deny the virgin birth, you deny all these things for the sake of looking beautiful, but in where you are dead. That's Bible. That's what Jesus said. That's not me. That's Jesus. That's what the Mashiach, that's what the Messiah said. So the true Jew, if you claim to be Israel, praise God, that's what's up. But if you're going to be a true Jew, you have to accept Christ as Lord and heed to the biblical Jesus and the biblical gospel. Amen. I'm going to go back to Romans. That's on point, bro. We just going through the scriptures. Romans 2. 28 through 29. And it says, for no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical. This is new covenant. But a Jew is one inwardly and circumcision is a matter of the heart.
by the spirit. See, it was a, it, all of this was, again, when we talk about types and shadows, the physical circumcision that was instituted under the old covenant, it was a type and a shadow of the circumcision that would be a matter of the heart by the spirit, which is new covenant. Because again, the new covenant was instituted by Jesus' blood. This is why Jesus said, this is the new covenant that is given <laughs> by the shedding of my blood. And we know, of course, when Jesus says, unless I go away, I will not send the comforter. Who is the comforter? It is the spirit, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. And so he says, but, but a Jew is one inwardly and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit. That's right. Not by the letter. That's right. Des, when it says not by the letter, what is it referring to? Some of the law. The law. Which law? Law Which, Moses. His praise is not from man, but from God. And so when we see this type of language, again, this is why it is important to not interpret all of scripture with the Old Testament lens, because you're looking at the shadows and getting caught up in shadows that you miss the substance who is Christ. You miss the revelation of who he is. And really, there's a resistance and a pushback against the spirit. And, and of course, Jesus said the spirit will lead and guide us in all truth. This is why people fall into false doctrine and, and, and cling to all of these different doctrines of demons. I don't care how much scripture they're using. People use different faiths use scripture all the time. <laughs> but are you using the text within context? The Bible says to rightfully divide the word of truth, right? Go ahead, bro. I will say also, even in the comments, I want to uh, help somebody out. Grace and peace are vital talking points. I don't know who that is, but uh, grace and peace. I will challenge you. Check out Radar Apologetics. He says he, don't, he says he don't believe in the New and, Testament. And, and, and that's good because Radar Apologetics, we just plugged earlier, They, if you don't believe in the New Testament and you don't believe in the Messiah, my man's over there to get you right. He'll, he'll show you through what the rabbis teach, through the Talmud. He'll show you all that type of stuff through the Mishnah and how the rabbis uh, even alludes to the Messiah, man. And I can't get all of it, but check out Radar Apologetics. He'll get you right, man. Um, but everything, oh yeah, man. Um, but like, uh, like everything you said, man, I, I agree with you, bro. It's, um, this is what, it, this is what we're dealing with, but man, knowing your ethnicity, it means absolutely nothing. It's good to know your culture. I'm not saying don't, don't get, don't know your culture. I'll never say nothing foolish like that, but to put stock in your culture for the aspect of salvation and also denying other nations uh salvation because of an arrogance of a nation historically and biblically speaking has not always followed the commands of yahweh and has if you read matthew 21 they not just only persecute the the, the prophets they killed the son man what's the ninevites hebrews not at all 
So you mean to tell me God told Jonah to minister to Nineveh and he got mad at God because he didn't think they deserve repentance. He didn't think they deserve God's mercy. And we know he got swallowed by the fish. God's judgment fell on him to get him right, right? And he went and proclaimed the God of Israel yeah. to Nineveh and they and they repented. How about this? Abraham. Was Abraham an Israelite? <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was a Chaldean. <laughs> Jacob's mother. Israel's mama. Was she an Israelite? No, she wasn't. She comes from the same place in Mesopotamia as Abraham. So Israel's mother, according to y'all, wouldn't get into the kingdom. Well, what gate? Well, what gate is? What gate you going through? What gate Adam going through? What what gate is Abraham? Adam Adam was in perfect fellowship with God prior mm -hmm. to the fall. That's right. That's right. And so and so really. The reason why we're bringing this stuff up, because at the end of the day, it's idolatry. Yeah. It's, it's idolatry. It's not it's not biblical. It takes glory away. It seeks to take glory away from Christ. Yeah, yeah they'll say, oh, Christ was a Hebrew. Not, nah, but you're you're not glorifying him as the Messiah, as the way, the truth and the life. All of this stuff points to him. Paul, the Hebrew of Hebrews, says, I preach Christ and him crucified. You, you understand? And so at the end of the day, um, and even to the, 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 the Hebrews that are on here um, who, who believe that only Israel, the only Israel doctrine, I want to pull something out. Right. And this is simple. This is the beauty of the gospel, man. The beauty of the gospel. I'm just I'm just pulling it up. OK. We go do it like this. Acts chapter 17. And this go this go bless somebody if they if they let it bless them. <laughs> this go bless you, doc. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Elder Mike. Shout out wow. to Elder Mike. <laughs> Had me rolling every time you say that, man. Uh, and and to, to Yashar in the comments, I love Yashar. That's my man. So we, we've had some spars. I really, I genuinely like Yashar. I, I genuinely really nice guy. But I like Yashar so much, so I'm willing to call him wrong. Yashar, you're wrong. You said long live the Israel, only Israelites. Well, cool. You know what? Long live only the Israelites who believe in Christ. Because the ones who don't acknowledge Christ as Lord and Savior, they will same they will suffer the same fate as those nations who don't believe in Christ as Lord. Go ahead, my brother. I'm sorry. Amen. Amen. Listen, let's look at Acts chapter 17, right? Acts chapter 17. We're gonna start at verse 26. So when we when we look at Acts chapter 17, check this out, Des. And he said, and, and it says, starting at verse 26, and he made, talking about God, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth. 
having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. Verse 27, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward mm -hmm. him and find mm -hmm. him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. Now, how do we... How can this only be Israel when it brings Adam into the picture and it says, and he made from one man, referring to Adam, every nation. It didn't say only Israel. It says, and he made from every man, from one man, every nation of mankind that live on the earth, having allotted periods and boundaries and dwelling place that they should seek, that they, who is the they? Every nation of mankind. Not just scattered Israelites, every nation, every nation of mankind. And how do we know this? The Bible refers to Christ as the second Adam. Yes. Right? In Adam, all die. What does that mean? When Adam sinned, death came into the world. Right. We all became dead in sin. We're born sinners. We're shaping in iniquity. I believe Isaiah 54. We're shaping in iniquity. Yeah. Right? And so if we if all humanity dies in Adam, not just Israel, if Christ is referred to as the second Adam, how is Christ coming as the second Adam only for Israel? If all of humanity dies in the first Adam. And that's so funny because now Paul is is equating Christ to a non-Israelite. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's <laughs> so, oh man, this is it's 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 foolishness. Yeah. It's foolishness. And I say that with love. It is foolishness. Yes. Yes. I don't I don't have the energy and pride to try to hold on to something just to die in my sin. If y'all y'all need to repent and believe the gospel. I, I will even say this, Pastor Gay. For those because it's a lot of y'all out here who used to be in camps and don't fool with the foolishness of the camps, and y'all don't even believe camp doctrine, y'all believe in orthodox. But y'all don't even come out to speak about the truth because y'all don't want to offend y'all brothers who are still in the camps. My challenge to y'all, we need y'all to come out and speak about the gospel. Because I believe a lot of ways that a lot of these dudes who come out of this false doctrine is if those who used to be in the cults, who used to be in the camps, who now embrace biblical Christianity, because that's what it is at the end of the day. If you follow Jesus, you are a Christian. Just being honest, they need to hear from y'all. They need to hear from all y'all, man. You know what I think happens, Des? Um, I think a lot of brothers, and I've been guilty of this within Christian circles, like not wanting to speak up on an issue or something that I believe was unbiblical for fear of being cast out or treated as a black sheep, even amongst Christian brothers, right? Yeah. And really what that is, is, is fear of man. Yeah. It's yeah. fear of man, you know? And, and 
I liken what you're um, admonishing these brothers to do as what happened with when Paul confronted Peter, right? Peter was showing favoritism to the Jews and, and, and really fronting on the Gentiles in the presence of the Jews, right? Um, whenever the Hebrews or the Jews were around, he would change up. And, and Paul peeped it and was like, yo, you're not their fellow heirs. Why are you treating them like they're less than? And you know what? What 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 Paul did, he called him out. The Bible says he confronted Peter to his face. And you know what was crazy? This came. This happened after Peter in Acts 10 had the revelation on the roof that Gentiles would be fellow heirs. He had a revelation from the Holy Spirit that Gentiles are fellow heirs and that they're they're grafted in. And then he comes down off the roof just to go and still act different towards them. Right. Yeah. Because he's working out his salvation, right? And this is the importance of accountability for us to call each other out. And so our brother Des is calling some of y'all out. Like, okay, if y'all believe Jesus is the way, um, but y'all identify as Israelites, why aren't y'all speaking up on behalf of Christ when y'all see this idolatry that's taking place and people being deceived? Even if you believe black people are true Israel, but you understand that Christ is the way and and that not coming into knowledge of being an Israelite or 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 because you can keep the Sabbath and not believe on the son of God. You can keep you can do you can do ceremonial things and, and not make it in because Jesus says, I'm the way I'm the door. Right. And 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 so I think that. It is we we have to be we have to be wise and and use wisdom. He says Deuteronomy 32 and 8 explains Acts 17. Deuteronomy 32 and 8. That's one of my my favorite scriptures. Um, That's one of my favorite scriptures that talks, especially if you like Mike Heiser. Uh, This is a scripture that talks about God has chose Israel for sure. Right. I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know why I'm I'm not and I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush. I don't know why whenever a lot of our Hebrew Israelite uh, brothers, the moment we talk about Gentiles being grafted in, a lot of them will jump to a scripture that's saying Israel is chosen. We're not denying that Israel is chosen. But to do, but for Israel is chosen to do what though? That's the question. Again, new covenant. Get Genesis. Genesis. All right, let's let's get to it. Because I'm let's 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 dive into the scriptures. Uh, we go we go go on Genesis chapter twenty two. Genesis twenty two. We we know Israel is chosen, but what what are they chosen for? Right. Genesis 22, 17 through 18. All right, I'm about to share my screen. 
This is one of the scriptures. We can go to a lot of scriptures. I'm not about to go through all of them because it's a lot. So this is the promise made to Abraham, right? Can y'all see the screen? Okay, yes, sir. All right, so Genesis chapter 22, verse 17 through 18, it says, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, and as the sand that is on the seashore, and your offspring shall possess the gates, the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you obeyed my voice and then we can go to genesis 12 there's many promises but again hop into galatians 3 paul gives us context to genesis right galatians 3 All right, we go jump down to verse 16. I'm going to just zoom in a little bit so we can see it a little bit more. Galatians chapter 3. We're going to start at verse 16. You can really read all of Galatians 3. I'm not about to read the whole chapter. But it says, now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say and to offsprings. Referring to many, but referring to one and to your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterwards, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God. So as to make the promise void for if the inheritance comes by the law, it is no longer it no longer comes by promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. So what, what are we saying? These promises, of course, point to Christ, right? It, it points to the person of Christ. And we understand that salvation is first to the Jew, then the Gentile. We understand that salvation came through Israel. But it wasn't um, only, for only for Israel. We see we see foreigners. We see foreigners and non-Israelites being grafted in as early as Exodus 12. As early as Exodus 12. Read your Bible. And so this whole idea of Israel only is demonic. It's, it's not biblical. And so we don't deny that Israel was chosen and that God has a remnant in Israel. We don't deny that. But to only say, but to say only Israel is imposing your presuppositions onto the text. It is to say something that the text is not actually asserting or saying. And so we, we have to rightfully divide the word of truth. I want to ask you this last question. Go ahead, bro. I was going to say one more, one thing. Yes, sir. What do you do with the genealogy of Jesus, where he has non-Israelites in his in his genealogy? Does Messiah now say to those non-Israelites in his genealogy that they cannot enter the kingdom of God? 
Like Rahab. Oh no. What about Ruth? What about Ruth? Ruth. Ruth. She, Rahab. She, she, she don't get in the kingdom of God? Like I said, Abraham doesn't get what about Caleb, the Kenizzite? Does he not get into the kingdom of God? I mean, these are things that we have to deal with. And I will I will give Yashar, we talked about this. No, she's not. Anyways, <laughs> not look, but no, she's not. Uh, okay. We've talked about this. All right. Um, and I love you, Yashar. You know I do, but no. Okay. And I wanna I wanna give out two scriptures and we'll move on. Psalm 83 talks about how the Assyrians are the enemies of Israel, right? Yes, sir. But then when we read Isaiah chapter 19, the last three verses, it talks about how Assyria, the Egyptians and the Israelites will experience the salvation of Yahweh. Now, if I read that from a New Testament perspective, I believe what that is saying is that all nations will receive salvation to those who believe on Jesus Christ. That's it, man. And then my last point, and then we'll move on. When people tell me, who else have been scattered amongst the nations? Who else fits that? You know what I'll tell you? You look in Genesis chapter 11. It says the whole world was scattered, right? But then Ezekiel 31 tells us what? It says Egypt was scattered also. We could play this whole game of who identifies with, with, with what and with who, and we can either show it in scripture or I could play the eisegete game. At the end of the day, we have to let the Bible speak for itself. Go ahead, my brother. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. And look, man, I know it's getting it's it's getting late, man. This is so good. Um, we we gonna have to do this again, man. Yeah, we 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 gonna have to. Cause somebody gonna get the video. They gonna chop it up. They gonna get mad. You know how that stuff goes. So, but you know what? We you know I I'm I'm not even worried about that because at the end of the day, you can't you can't make people believe truth. You gotta. We we are responsible for teaching and preaching rightfully dividing the word of truth and letting the spirit work and and we have to as the bible says desire truth on the inward parts see what you'll notice there's with all of this stuff um is we when it comes to to doctrine and and theology and following God. What's unique about the Christian faith or being a follower of the way is it the prerequisite to following Christ is denying yourself. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Pick up his cross and follow me. That's Luke 9, 23, 24. He says, for, who, for whosoever will save his life will lose it. And whosoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. It's funny how all of these people coming into truth does not include self-denial. But the opposite. 
self-exaltation. Where do we see anywhere in scripture the apostles, Apostle Paul, boasting and being Israel? And, and, and I'm not talking about being proud of your heritage. That's not what I'm saying. Like, whatever your heritage is, you should be proud of where you come from. According to Acts 17, he made from every nation and he chose our allotted places like God placed us in time and ge geographical location for a specific purpose. We should be proud of that. Right. But when when these things are exalted. Above Christ. And there's no self-denial. That's a problem. And so I'm going to just leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to pick back up with this at a later time um, because I, I feel like we've unpacked so much already. Um, but do you have some final thoughts, Pastor Des, like anything that you would want to leave the people with? Man, I would tell anyone, man, um, for those of you who have family members in the, in the Israelite movement, especially in the cults, in the camps, continue to pray. Continue to pray, man. You know, we've had, shout out to my boy, uh, our brother, Mike Sims, who was a part of a cult. He was part of an Israelite cult. What happened? He's seen how, uh, matter of fact, he he's seen how Elder Mike was debating one of uh, their elders in the camps. And it wasn't the theology. It was how they were acting towards Elder Mike, which made our brother begin to think about like, y'all don't see it. Y'all don't see the problems with this. And then he said, that's the day where the Holy Spirit began to reveal to him the truth about the gospel. So man, continue to pray for your family members that may be in the camps. Um, and for those of you who are Israel, whether you may be of blood, that's what's up. Maybe you have proselytized into uh, Israel. That's what's up. And you, uh, you, you, you despise camp doctrine and you hold to sound doctrine. Man, I'll tell you what, man. I wouldn't mind partnering up with you, man. Because it's not. I don't care if you believe you're the Israelite. Man, look. I, hey, shout out to my man, uh, to Rab, Rabbi Ed, man. Radar Apologetics. He's a rabbi. He's a messianic Jew. He's a Christian. But I'm willing to chop it up with him because it's about the gospel. So, man, if you are a Jew, you're an Israelite, and you and you black, man, that's what's up, man. Praise God. You praise God for that. But at yeah. the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's not about fighting you about if you're an Israelite. Nah, I don't care less about that. What we're fighting up against is false doctrine. Yes, sir. That's it, that's it man. Yeah, and, pro and proclaiming the truth of the gospel um yeah i i want to i want to encourage you guys to um worship with us this saturday we're going to be gathering path of revelation church um we will be gathering again this saturday at 7 p.m um we've been experiencing just a, a great time in the lord and um what i what i love about our gatherings one of the things that we we strive to do in our gatherings is um, we we go through the word, but we also leave room for dialogue and questions. And for me, it's very important. 
like even when I'm teaching, not to just um, not to just talk at people, but but to make sure that people are actually uh, getting the word and, and make sure that we are actually learning what what's being talked about. And it's pretty dope because we, we get some pretty good questions and even people that add to the lesson. And so please come out this Saturday if you don't have a, a church home or, or a place to worship. Really, um, we, we pride our, ourselves and we strive not to be um, a traditional a traditional assembly. My sister Toya is on. What's up, sis? She's a part of the core team at Path of Revelation Church. Um, she's doing some amazing things um, with the women and, and women outreach outside of the ministry. She's most definitely a vital part of what we're doing. Um, and she has an amazing testimony as well. So shout out to you, sis. You up late with those babies. <laughs> I know you up with those babies. Um, and I hope y'all feel better, too. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we're going to be worshiping this Saturday. Um, we're going to have some refreshments and everything. Um, and um, <laughs> she said, yeah, I, kn I knew you was up. Um, what's up, Paris? Will this will this be live stream? You know what? Um we we've um i'm not sure if we're gonna live stream this weekend um I, I probably will do it for a small group of people um because i know for example our sis toy is not going to be able to be in the gathering um saturday for her personal reasons but we're gonna um what i can do is i can shoot you a link to our gathering this Saturday, if you are interested, um, just do me a favor and and email me um, at POR Church now. Um, I'm gonna put it on the screen. Just email me at POR Church now at gmail.com. And when you email me, just let me know it's you um, and I'll shoot you a link to our gathering so you can gather with us what city are you in paris let me know what city you are in um um but i'll shoot you a link to the service we have a couple of people who tune in from different cities and out of town who um are tapped in so i'll most definitely get you a link to the gathering so you can check it out um in, in that way as well but listen i appreciate everybody tuning in um for just sticking with us oh you in greensboro north carolina man greensboro is nice man it's nice i'm not sure if y'all been there it's greensboro I, I went to greensboro i think for some business a, a while ago and i'm like man i, I move here it was real mm -hmm. nice but um everybody was so nice they could they could have been lying through their teeth i couldn't tell but they was nice but um very welcoming um but listen i want y'all to tune in check us out um, we got a lot of good things in the works, especially in the new year to come. We just we just trying to be faithful and love people and serve God. And I most definitely appreciate my brother Dez jumping on tonight, man. We got to do this again. We have to do this again. We might have to um, bring some more of our brothers with us because I wanted to get into some more more stuff. But the hour is late. But listen, how can people keep up with you, Dez? Like, how can people follow you? And, and tap in man just uh follow me if you if you're a cool person some, some of y'all 
Jones. <laughs> if you cool, if you cool, you can send me a, a friend request on Facebook, Des Ingram. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me, man. You know, you can uh, email me at desmondingram40 at gmail.com. Like I said, if you're a cool person, man, even if you don't believe in Christianity, you hate it, um, but you cool with it, man. Um, you know, you a cool person. We can chop it up. You know, I'm, I'm to the point now where, especially if you live like the city of Detroit, in the metro Detroit area, um, how about we just grab some coffee, man, chop it up, get together? Because one thing I know about social media, man, social media can put a battery in your back. You get talking crazy. You get all these things. You get arrogant. Let's just sit down. The books up, get some coffee, hands <laughs> out, and let's talk scripture. That's it. And I don't say that in an arrogant way. I'm saying, like, we need to get back to let us reason. And I don't mind taking some time out um, to, to, to speak with some brothers, man, who, you know, we don't agree. You know what I'm saying? But if you're respectful, you know, and I know as men, we get this, we get the sparring, you know what I'm saying? But if you're if you're respectful and you ain't got the spirit like some of these like like the camps, <laughs> let's let's chop it up, man. I have no problem. Nah, same here. I'm I'm always open to dialogue. And look, I I, I don't do this for an audience and to and to try to embarrass people. Like I welcome private conversations because I feel like that's when you get the real person. You know, you know you know, we can just be real one-on-one -on -one and have a conversation over the scriptures and talk and reason with each other, like dad said. So I most definitely agree with that because it's something about social media. When, when people have an audience, you know, people are instigating and stuff. So, but, um, we really care about, um, the gospel and God's people and, and people being influenced for the glory of God. And so this is real. This is what we do, but go ahead, bro. I one more thing. And I promise I should you know, as a pastor, man, I'm not a lead pastor yet, but when I'm learning, and this is the challenge to the Christians, man, a lot of people who are in urban cults, especially like Hebrew Israelism, they left not always because of the doctrine. That's like least of it. It's the behavior of the Christian. Mm, we have to be careful on how we portray Christ and our behavior. And to the Christian, if you know somebody who's a who claims to be a Christian and they're in sin, call it sin. Because when we coddle sin for the sake of trying to save face for Christianity, it gives people who are in Hebrew Israelism or the conscious community even more of a reason to say, I don't fool with Christianity. And guess what? I wouldn't blame them. Let's conduct ourselves as Christ told us and commands us to. And I believe that opens up a, a, a gateway to use apologetics as a vehicle to navigate the gospel in the hard places. That's what I'm going yeah. I love it, man. Love, love is everything, man. You, you can, you can speak in a thousand tongues and, you know, prophesy and all this stuff, but if you don't have love, you don't have anything. And so let's leave with that. I appreciate you guys tuning in to the path of revelation podcast. Listen, make sure you guys share this show with someone 
it will be available sometime tomorrow on all digital outlets you can share the link to youtube now because of course it's on youtube but please share this with someone and let it be a blessing to them we all got people around us that's talking about great awakening or this new movie this new documentary listen in light of that share this as well okay i appreciate you guys you have been tuned into the path of revelation podcast and this is where the culture meets scripture Thank you.